Hello, and welcome to Catholic Women Lead, a podcast brought to you by Catholic Women in Business. I'm Elise Gallagher. And I'm Taryn DeLong, and we're co-presidents of Catholic Women in Business. Whether you're a working mom, a young professional, or business veteran, fitting work in between nap times and kid pickups, or discerning your next steps, Catholic Women in Business is a resource and community for you to grow professionally and spiritually alongside other women. On this podcast, we're sharing tips, advice, and inspiration from leading Catholic businesswomen to help you grow your career or business faithfully. We believe in what Pope John Paul the Great called the feminine genius, and we're here to help you tap into yours and use business to make the world a better place. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello, Catholic Women in Business. I am here with Jamie Rochi who just shared with me how to pronounce her last name. So hopefully I got it right. And she is here to talk to us today about rootedness and finding peace in our vocation. Jamie, can you start us off just by introducing yourself and sharing about yeah, you and your work? Yes, I would love to. Um, well, I'm a, a major hormone fan, a major hormone nerd. Um, my good friend, Teresa Kenny and I have a podcast called the Hormone Genius Podcast. Um, and I also have a business called Fiat Institute, where I train women to be hormone coaches. Um, also very involved in just the whole new women's healthcare movement. Um, so I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that. Very passionate about entrepreneurship. Um, I grew up with a dad who owned a business. And so that's just what I knew growing up. Like, you know, he worked from home. He had the flexibility. Uh, I have four kids with my husband of 13 years and we live in Iowa. And again, I'm just so excited to be on your podcast because I remember not too long ago, probably, you know, maybe shoot in, in 2019, I remember desperately looking for podcasts that that were for women who were Catholic. And I couldn't find, like literally I couldn't find women, like Catholic women business resources. And so the Facebook group has been such a gift. I'm so glad you're doing this podcast. And so I'm just super pumped to be here. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Can you, what is a hormone coach? Is that like an NFP instructor or is there more that goes into that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we're different than an NFP instructor. So an NFP instructor, which I also am, I'm a fertility care practitioner through the Creighton method. So again, a huge fan of, of hormones, but um, a fertility care practitioner, femme instructor, NFP instructors, they're individuals who teach couples how to avoid and achieve pregnancy naturally. Um, with hormone coaches, we are addressing the, the, the population or the 60% of women actually who use the pill for health reasons. So um, a client of ours are women who would have been prescribed the birth control pill, but they don't feel comfortable, but they're silently suffering because maybe there isn't endometriosis or PCOS. So they might be charting their cycle with a practitioner of some kind. They may have been sent to a doctor who is mission aligned, but they're still suffering. So women like that come to see us um, along with women who are on the pill and they don't wanna be on the pill anymore for a health reason. So it's really kind of like the gravy to the mashed potatoes. Mm, I love that. I am a former woman on the pill for health reasons and- um, yeah ongoing journey with, with my own health. So I love that you're doing that. It's so, it's so important and so, so needed. Important. Yeah, totally. So important. 
All right. So we could go down a whole rabbit hole there. Um, but what we I really want to actually holding myself back actually from talking more about it. But as we get in, if it comes up, I mean, I could literally I would love to talk about it more even at the end. Yeah, um, okay. we might get we might get back into that later then. Yeah. Um, but what, <laughs> what I really wanted to talk to you about today, um, and what we had talked about via email before this, was about how we can root ourselves and find peace in our vocation. So our vocation to holiness as Christian women, as well as whatever else God is calling us to, whether that's being a wife, a mother, a businesswoman. Many women listening to this are all three of those things. So can you tell us a little bit more about you know uh, why why you love to talk about this and what yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, totally. Yeah. So for me personally, growing up, I, and maybe a lot of your listeners and maybe you, Taryn, maybe you can, you know, relate to this, but growing up, I had a very difficult time understanding what God was calling me to do and to be. And most kids, like my siblings, I'm one of five, they didn't seem to like, it was okay to them that they didn't know what their future would look like. But for me, I was just desperate to know. I constantly was thinking about, you know, how is God going to use me? Am I going to follow his will? I want to follow his will. And what am I supposed to do sort of thing? Okay. So again, kind of or not tormented with this thought, but like it was always there. So growing up, you know, I, I would see the giftedness in, in other people, you know, they'd be great with kids or they'd be great with numbers or they were super creative. And meanwhile, I just kept thinking, Lord, like, I don't have any of those things. Like, what am I good for? Essentially, <laughs> I, I didn't know that, you know, I thought I don't, I don't know if you can relate to that. But like, for me, I, I totally was overseeing and bypassing my true identity as a daughter of Christ. I mean, I was, I was too young at the time. I shouldn't say too young. But for me, I wasn't mature enough in my faith to even go there. So it really all came to a head, Taryn, in college when I was trying to figure out my major, I, I literally would have a major and I would change it, couldn't figure it out. And I ran collegiate track at a D1 school and that was basically my life. It was my whole life. And it also distracted me from, I think, what God was trying to call me to. And so it wasn't until I got injured my senior year. And again, I was just called like, you know, the, the Missouri Valley Conference Athlete of the Week. You know, I was really thinking about how I would even bring running into my life after graduating from college. It was, it was very serious for me. I loved it. But when I got injured, my whole life went crashing down. And so at that point, I was forced to think about what am I to do? Again, thinking about when I was young, discerning it. Track was a distraction, but I freaking love track and running. I love it. But it, it distracted me so much and that injury forced me to come to this like fork in a road. I need to think about this. So because of that injury, um, I thought, well, I'll just stay an extra year of track and get my master's degree. But it was only be for track. But little did I know that God was using that track injury to put me on a path to really opening up the hearts and minds to women and couples about the dignity of their fertility. Because at the time, my husband and I were engaged to be married and I was starting my first year of grad school and we have to think about what's our big research paper, you know, IRB approval, we're gonna do research. I thought, well, my husband and I, we were again engaged, waiting for marriage, thinking about NFP systems. And I'm like, why don't I just like learn all I can about NFP and save money, basically. Like I, you know, we don't need to pay, now I know how like not correct that thinking is. People should really meet with 
like trained professionals in this area. But I literally thought I'll just study it. And I'm in t- here for track anyway. Like who cares about my degree? <laughs> like that's in my head. I was thinking that. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I started learning about the wonders of womanhood and about how our fertility cycle worked. And it went from just being like this, you know, mild curiosity to full-fledged passion. And my whole life changed in that moment. So it really took that, um, you know, that injury to help me, to keep me from running really truly from what God was calling me to. So I just became really passionate about it. And it was a relief because it felt like I knew it in my heart and soul. Like that question I was asking ever since I was little, God was answering me through the thing that he took away from me. But honestly, it was the best gift. I totally related to what you were saying about always thinking about your future and what, what you would do. I, I spent like all of high school, I would write stories about myself in the future and cast myself in different occupations. <laughs> I was always thinking what? in the future. Yeah. And now I write about, oh I write about four women in different careers. So I guess, I guess there's a, there's a thread there, but it's, it's so funny how God will take your own stumbles and mistakes and confusion and then just boom, like drop something in your life that suddenly every, all the pieces click. That's yeah. Oh, totally. He is such a redeemer. He is such a restorer. You know, we go through pain and God always, I mean, we hear this a million times, but it's so true. Like God really does use our pains and sorrows um, in the most beautiful ways. And it's hard to see it in the moment, of course, but it's easy to see it hindsight. Is that something you see a lot in your work with women that um, both the struggle to, you know, figure out how to root your identity in Christ and then just how that trickles out into the rest of your life and then um, how God uses that for, for your good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Truly. I don't think healing is fully possible unless we know how to heal our fractured identity as women. So, you know, um, for instance, if I am constantly, let's say my progesterone is low, Okay. And I'm, and I am having and struggling, um, repeat miscarriage and I'm, I am just confused and overwhelmed. Nothing seems to be working. So let's just say that's, that's the the case. But if that woman, and then again, this is also why hormone coaches are, you know, filling the gaps, I would, I would say, but if a woman is, let's say getting addressed physically, you know, hormonally, maybe she's getting progesterone, Maybe she's again, charting, working with somebody, but every day in every cycle that she doesn't get pregnant, she fractured, like she self, um, you know, does she has these cognitive distortions that tear her down? You know, 95% of the thoughts we think today are the same thoughts we thought yesterday. And so if we're constantly telling ourselves a story, a negative story that creates a fracture in our womanhood. And so sometimes we forget, like, you know, we're body, mind, and spirit, but as identity of, as woman, if we, if there are things we cannot control and there are things we can, but the things that we can control, like the way we talk to ourselves and the way we view our womanhood, if we view our womanhood as, you know, this like annoying, frustrating relationship, then that full healing won't take place. Maybe I do get pregnant with progesterone. But it's not going to fix the way I talk to myself. It will for maybe a moment, 
but that's not going to address the way I communicate with myself the next time something gets hard. So I really believe true healing within our identity is first understanding the, the true beauty and dignity of our womanhood. And that's part of, again, hormone coaches job is just really start to understand, you know, where those fractures are. I think it's interesting that this approach to caring for women, whether it's through hormone coaches or NFP instructors or, you know, NAPRO doctors, it's interesting to me that this is coming from the Catholic church, because I think that we, you know, in the fullness of truth that we've been given by the Holy spirit, we can, we see the whole person, right? We see that you can't just treat, you know, the hormones, you have to look at the whole picture, like you were just saying. And I think the Catholic faith really understands that. And there's so much fragmentation and, um, in the medical system, but just in the way that we live our lives. Right. I mean, we talk about work-life balance when there is no work and then life, right. Everything is integrated. And it's, it just occurred to me that it's interesting that the Catholic church is leading, I think this, um, uh, new way to look at healthcare as looking at the the whole woman, her mind, her body, her spirit, all of it. Yeah. It's a total integration of body, mind, soul, all of it. And that's another thing too, that I think is really important. And this is, you know, what I was sharing with you through email is this, you know, this idea that there is a theology to our purpose. There's a theology to our purpose. And honestly, this concept, um, which isn't a concept that I looked up. I just, you know, was giving a talk once for our diocese and I thought theology of purpose sounds really cool. And so I, I kind of started, I mean, who knows, somebody made me wrote something about theology of purpose once, but I've never found it. But I, this is what I say that theology of purpose is um, in, in the way I would think to understand it. So we know like everyone listening to your podcast right now, and then you and me, all the people have lived and anyone who will ever live, the fact that they were alive, are alive, will be alive is a complete true gift because the Lord literally chose us to live with him in like for eternity forever. And the reason that is the case is because literally the chances of us being here are so slim. Like when we're in our mother's womb, we have 10 million or I'll I'll say our mother, our mom, when our mom was in our grandmother's womb, she had 10 million underdeveloped eggs. And one of those had our name on it, 10 million. Okay. And then as she progresses through you know, her infancy, she's born and she's now reaching puberty. There's about like 500,000 eggs. So already so many eggs didn't make it. But again, you're one of the 500,000. So throughout her childbearing years, one of those eggs with your name on it will be released and you will be here. But that's not the end of the story because of the men. <laughs> like They release between like 15 million and 200 million sperm per episode. So I mean, think about it, you know, and think about the number of times people even have intercourse in the course of a, you know, of their cycle for us to even be here. So you add, you know, this one in 10 million chance, and then you add the like male component to it. It is no accident that we are here. We could have been anyone. So when I think about that, I think about how whenever anyone is conceived when we're conceived in our mother's womb. I think Archbishop Sheen said this. I actually tried to find the quote and I couldn't. And I, I honestly do not remember 
where I heard this, but I love it. The moment that a new life enters the picture, enters into this world, like sperm egg meat, unique DNA is form, formed. The eternal cosmos has changed forever mm. because once there was, you weren't there and now you are. So you literally changed eternity, each and every one of us. And so the fact that that happens at conception means we need to protect the purpose of those lives. And we need to protect the purpose of our womanhood and of the gifts of our womanhood, like our ovaries and our uterus. And we want to be able to honor this beautiful image that we're made in, you know, we're made in the image of God. So when I say theology of purpose, that's what I mean. I mean, we as Catholic women need to honor that moment because I'm such a huge hormone fan um, with birth control. It's a sticky topic at times. I know it's hard, but um, you know, birth control can sometimes impact, you know, those, those moments. And so again, that's kind of my part in this movement is making sure women know there are alternatives to avoiding pregnancy um, that are natural. And then women also know there are alternatives, um, natural ways to care for the body that don't include, you know, adulterating or um, hindering your natural womanhood in regards to hormones. Thank you for sharing that with us and reminding us of how mind boggling creation is and how amazing it is. Do you think that the fact that you do this work every day and your, your mind is kind of in that place. Do you think that that impacts the way that you see other people and also see yourself? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like when I get frustrated with my kids, I'm like, okay, oh, they were, they're supposed to be here. It is no accident. They have a mighty purpose. They have a mighty purpose. Or if I'm working with somebody I do not like, or I see someone or a family member or whatever. I mean, I love my family, but just in those cases where you're around somebody you don't get along with well, it just gives me this like understanding and this acceptance sort of idea. Okay, God made this person for, like, this is no accident. Or when I'm feeling worthless or dumb or shameful or whatever, I think, okay, this is no accident. Like, it's like I'm stepping up to the, you know, to the plate. I know I'm here for a reason. We're called for a time such as this. So there's power in that, you know, there's like an assignment in that. And I think because our world is so psycho, I think most people would probably agree with me. You know, people are forgetting their identity. They're forgetting who they are and they're forgetting whose they are. And it's only when we can understand whose we are that we really can know who we are. And then we can fulfill that purpose and again, you know, I love um, two, two people I love so much. Well, I love a lot of people. So Leah Jacobson with Guiding Star Project. So she's CEO of Guiding Star Project. And she's starting this movement called Holistic Feminism. And it's like in all of history, there's all these different waves of feminism, right? Well, right now we're at this cross, like what wave of feminism are we going to be a part of? Are we going to stand by and let, you know, the like non-gender conforming wave which kind of is funny if you think about the word feminism, but are we going to let the non-gender conforming feminism take place or are we going to let the holistic feminism and we can be a part of that movement and history books will write about us in like 50 years. So I love Leah and her work. And I also love Catherine Zeno. She wrote the book Reclaiming the Feminine Genius, I think is what the book is called. And she talks about root, shoot and fruit. 
And she talks about how when we're trying to understand God's call for our life. So again, people listening to this podcast are people who are Catholic, people who are in business probably, and maybe others. But in terms of the business lens, um, I know for me personally, when I think about, okay, my vocation, my womanhood, my, my faith, and then I think about what the purpose God has me on this earth to do, um, Catherine Zeno talks about how we first need to be rooted in Christ. First, we need to understand our identity as daughter before the shoot, which would be what's above the soil, can be strong and firm. And that shoot would be our womanhood. It could be our womanhood as it shows up as friend, as wife, as mother, as woman. So let's say our shoot is getting weary. Well, is a weary shoot going to grow fruit? No. Is a dried up shoot going to bear fruit? No. And when I say fruit, it could be really mean anything. We could think about it biologically. Um, like our, I'm overworking and I'm stressed and I'm trying to get pregnant. Well, can I? So that is hard. But then also when we're asking God what he is calling us to do, if our, if our shoot is weary and, and it's unable to produce fruit, then we first need to start with the root system before our shoot can get strong, before we can produce the fruit. And when it's in order is when we have peace in our business. So I know for me, when I feel anxious or I'm getting in fights with my husband or I'm mad or something seems overwhelming to me in my business, I have to think to myself, I have to stop and say, okay, this isn't the fruit that I want to be. Doesn't mean I stop doing my business, but I can then refocus my time and my energy and my effort. I'm not going to stop being a mom. I'm not going to stop doing my work, but I need to refocus on the root system. You know, have I watered the seed lately? You know, have I tended to the soil? You know, that is, you know, first and foremost. And so I, I can tell you, Taryn, that like in my business, it, it, it makes, I mean, Oh, the data of that anxiety or the data of those arguments, that's data. And it's pointing in the direction of take care of the soil. And maybe my faith is great, but my womanhood is like really struggling. And maybe my womanhood is struggling because I'm really tired or I'm not communicating well, or I should go to a counselor or I need to, you know, you know, take a walk or whatever the case is. Um, but prayer, first and foremost, understanding our identity as daughter. Secondly, understanding our vocation as woman. Thirdly, bearing fruit that God is calling us to. But we know it's from God when those first two are in line. I love this framework and I hadn't heard of it before you um, before you shared it with me. And we'll definitely include links in the show notes um, to to that and to Leah's, Leah's work. But that, that so resonates with me because I found, um, especially over the last few years, that when I'm not feeling at peace. Often it's because I'm, I'm putting the wrong things in the soil, right? I'm not rooting myself yeah. in, in my true identity. I'm trying to make my, my work, my identity or my motherhood, my identity. And those are all important things, but that's not the roots, right? That's not what is really grounding and rooting me. And when I realign myself in who I am as a daughter of God, when I'm making time for prayer, when I'm going into the gospels and reminding myself of who Jesus is and what he says, then the fruit is so much, so much greater. Absolutely. And we have wisdom 
too. Like, you know, when we can produce fruit, we're not just, oh, we're producing fruit. We're now we're productive today. Or now we wrote this cool book today or whatever. No, it's because we're rooted. We have the discernment, especially as women, we have a gift in this, um, but men do too. But in this, you know, podcast, we're talking to women, but when we're rooted in, in Christ, we have that discernment. Like we can understand direction. We're, we're hearing him. We're understanding him when we're strong in our vocation. And this is, this is my slant on the Catherine Zeno book. She talks about root shoot fruit, but I really love this. And so my brain has like exploded with all these like parallels and analogies, just as an FYI. Um, but anyway, with the shoot, then, then we think about, okay, what's my feminine genius going to tell me then about what this fruit is. Maybe I'm trying to make a, um, a pivot in my work, or maybe I'm trying, I need to hire somebody. Well, don't forget ladies, we have our feminine genius in, in my program, um, Fiat Institute, the hormone coaching program, we talk about Fiat womanhood, you know, and so a fiat womanhood um, taps into her feminine genius. And so she is still, and she is receptive because these are the traits of a feminine, of our feminine genius. We're receptive. So if, again, if I'm discerning a move of some kind with my business or whatever, I'm going to receive, I'm going to be sensitive to the needs of others. I'm going to be generous with maybe the time I'm putting forth in whatever this thing is. I might I might have the energy to be generous. Time goes by so quick when I'm doing this thing that I love. And then maternity, like, it's like, we want to, we, we, time goes by fast, but we want to do the thing. And that's how we know we're following God's will, or it's a clue, you know, does time go by fast? You know, are we so convicted by this? Does someone else say we're doing like, we're good at that thing. And then number four is, is there a need in the world that this thing is satisfying, you know? And if all those things are yes, oh my heavens, like you're well on your way to, to having that peace within that identity. But um, yeah, I love, I love that we can, when those aspects of our identity are intact, how they build upon one another. So for a woman who's listening, who feels like, they're not intact, that something is just off and she's not feeling that peace. What advice do you have for, um, for reclaiming the, the, that peace that we're looking for? I love that. Um, I think about this a lot when women come up to me and they say, well, I don't know what I'm good at. Like, I don't know what my purpose is. You know, like I, that, I mean, I'm just trying to stay above water. I, my goal is just to get out of bed and not yell like at everybody in my path, like you're talking about fruit and your purpose, like, hello, I just need to be able to survive the day, you know, and not pass out like before 6 p.m. Okay. So for women who feel that way, my prayer for you is that you have peace knowing that if the only thing in this earth and in this lifetime that you accomplish is a healthy root system, that's okay. And that's actually amazing because when, and when I say that, I mean, you begin to understand you're the daughter of Christ. Sometimes we feel overwhelmed by the thought, oh, I have a purpose. I have a job. I need to figure out what it is. But some, some women, I just think about our lady, like our lady, she was rooted in Christ. So she was receptive. She could understand God's call for her. So because of that, she could say yes 
to what he was asking her to do, which is to be the mother of Christ. And she lived within that vocation, within that womanhood. But maybe a woman in that age might think, or, you know, even now they might think, well, yeah, that's the root and the shoot, but where's the fruit? Well, I think the fruit might've been the things that she loved doing, like being hospitable. It doesn't mean it has to be a job. It can be other ways where, you know, your womanhood is fruitful to others, that maternity. So you welcome people into the home, you feed the sick, you, or you feed the poor, you help the sick, whatever. But her fruit is still being born in heaven. Like there is fruit even after we die. So I say we are only living a glimpse for all, like just a glimpse of all eternity. Don't put the pressure on yourself to try to figure out like all my good fruit has to happen now. No, it can happen after you die. But the thing is the right order. So to me, that does a couple things. One, decreases the stress. <laughs> like it's okay. You know, it's okay. Secondly, it gives us permission to just take a breath and slow down. Again, I'm only imagining the type of woman, like this like example woman in my head who's feeling overwhelmed and she cannot figure it out because that's how I felt, you know, my early years. Like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. But truly it's like when I understood our vocation as woman, because my root system was good, but the moment I understood woman, like, oh, our hormones, our fertility cycle, oh my gosh, conception, and oh my gosh, our feminine genius. That was the moment it clicked. I don't think it could have happened otherwise. It had to go in that order. Um, so that would be the advice I, I would give women is, you know, it doesn't have to happen on this side of life. Like just, we try our best and we, we stay rooted and the, the byproduct will organically take root and take place. That's beautiful. And it's so countercultural because we're so focused on hustling and being productive and having, you know, our list of accomplishments at the end of the day. And I have, I have this picture of St. Therese on my, on my desk. And I think she's also a good example of this because she did absolutely nothing in her life that the world would find valuable, right? She, she got, went, joined the convent when she was a teenager. She lived there. She died young, just just nothing, nothing productive in the world's eyes, right? And mm -hmm. I've read that when she died, some of her religious sisters said, oh, what, is, what are we even gonna talk about in her obituary? She did nothing. And then wow. the fruits of what, how she lived her life on earth and how she's living her eternal life are huge, right? I mean, she's a doctor of the church and you ask anybody who's ever received one of her roses, right? I'm one of them, the impact that she's mm -hmm. made. And she lived this, this nothing life, right? No, no list of accomplishments when she died. And yet the, the immense fruits that God turned her life into because she knew who she was. She knew that she was his daughter and she knew that she was following his will. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, yeah, oh, it's I love that. That's a perfect example. That's a perfect example. I love that, Taryn. I think also, and maybe uh, you can speak to this. I found that when I'm focused on my goals and what I want to do, I never have enough time. And when mm -hmm. I'm really trying to pray and discern what God wants me to do with my time, I suddenly have more of it because he gives, he gives me what I need, right? You know, I have a toddler, I'm running this organization with my co-president and it's busy, but the times that I'm feeling completely overwhelmed and like, I'm never getting anything done are usually the times when I have my own to-do list and it's not God's to-do list. And when I mm -hmm. get those back into alignment, 
it's that's when I can get the see the fruits. Love that. One of my favorite prayers, I think it was a book. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. Um, St. Teresa of Calcutta. Um, she talks about like how she would pray to God to, to bend time in her favor. Mm. Lord, please bend time in your favor. And so it, to me, that's like something I pray when I'm feeling rushed for time, please Lord pray, bend time in your favor in my favor in your favor. And so, but it's true. Like even with our cycle, you know, knowing that when we don't alter or suppress our natural hormones and our hormones are ebbs and flows that we can literally play to the nature of woman to be productive, to be hospitable, you know, to rest, to exercise. I mean, truly like we're not supposed to be on the go all the time. And if we are, if we're on the go, the same schedule, we're going to burn ourselves out. It's not, it's not healthy for us. You know, the hustle culture is not healthy for women. It, it's not, it's, it's not built for women. It's built for men. And so I think it's important to tune in. I was listening to um, Catholic women in business, Sterling Jaquith, mm -hmm. um, her podcast. And I can't remember. It was like maybe a couple of weeks ago, but she was saying how, like, what does she do? when she doesn't feel like doing the thing. Most people would say, just do it anyway. But I think if you feel God is calling you to something and you're sensing that you are tired, like, or you're not inspired, you will waste more time trying to be more inspired than just waiting a week, probably when your estrogen genius is high, <laughs> when it, you could get it done in 10 minutes. So don't force creativity in times that where you're not creative. It's never going to be as, you know, productive. So even things like that, you know, I agree with what you said, Taryn, big time. Yeah. All right. Well, Jamie, this has been a wonderful conversation. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave us with? Gosh, well, if you're not already listening to the Hormone Genius podcast, so if you're listening and you're like, oh, this is, you know, this Jamie girl, she, I don't need coffee anymore. She perked me right <laughs> up. <I don't> know. <laughs> people say that. Um, then visit me and Teresa Kenny, who's amazing, a woman's health nurse practitioner, where we talk about hormones and natural ways to support your body. And it's incredible. And then also, if you want to learn more about work um, in terms of hormone coaching, you can visit fiatinstitute.com. Um, on that website, at the bottom, you can learn a little bit more about the story. Um, I had this very like beautifully heavenly moment where God assigned me to that word. Um, he assigned us all to that word, um, but he gave that word to me in prayer as I was, um, again, discerning um, his will for my life. And it's like this very long, beautiful story that would take another episode to share. But if you want to learn more about Fiat Institute, I encourage you to listen to it. Um, I do believe it is heaven's call for what I'm to do in this moment is to teach women how to be hormone coaches. So if you're looking to make an income, obviously you're listening to the women, Catholic women in business um, podcast, cause you're likely entrepreneurial. Um, if you care about your faith, care about your health, hormones, want to work with women, entrepreneurial um, spirit, visit Fiat Institute. Um, and then if you're looking for a hormone coach, you can also visit Fiat Institute slash directory. And I'll include all of those links in the show notes. Um, Jamie, I've been listening to your podcast for, um, I don't, I guess as long as since you started it. Um, and so I, uh, I definitely recommend it for anyone who's interested in learning more about your body. Yes, it's incredible. It's so fun. So fun. All right. Well, Jamie, well, thank you so much for being here. And yes, thanks evening, for everybody. having me on. It was so
Thank you for listening to Catholic Women Lead. We hope you feel inspired in your vocation as a Catholic woman in business. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. You can also join us on Instagram at Catholic Women in Business or in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Catholic Women in Business. Until next time, we'll be praying for you.